0: From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune.
1: A very warm welcome to you.
0: This is our international English service.
1: In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise.
0: You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually.
1: You are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope.
2: Lift up your heads No need to mourn His hand is stretched out still For unto us a child 家 was born
0: programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india
1: you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www a w r dot o r g
0: before we hear god's word here's a melodious song She tried Studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune.
1: We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word.
3: Greetings to you, dear listeners, in the sweet name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I am Helen Jacob, the English radio speaker producer. I welcome you all to the English program. Let's pray. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for this new day. Bless us as we study your Word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Many of us are familiar with the verses from John 14, 1-3. These verses are so comforting and so true that we have something to look forward to in the future. It reads, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If it were not so, Would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. Jesus told his disciples that he is the way, the truth, and the life. But what did that saying really mean for them? And what does it mean to us today? This conversation happened on the last night before the crucifixion, during the Passover meal. Before this, Jesus had washed the disciples' feet, predicted his betrayal by Judas, predicted his denial by Peter, and told the disciples he would soon be going away. All of this prompted questions about where Jesus was going and why it was that they couldn't follow him. John 14 And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be there where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, And have seen him. By using this phrase, Jesus is establishing that knowing him is not only the ultimate meaning and fulfillment of life on earth, but the only way to really know the Father in heaven. I am the way. Jesus tells his disciples that he is the way. There are multiple meanings involved. First, he addresses our very human instinct to know where we are going before we start a journey. The disciples wanted to know the next step, the next turn, the ultimate destination of where this journey in faith would lead them. When we have a long trip ahead of us, we want to turn on the GPS and get an idea of how long it will take and the roads we will travel on to get there. We determine the best, fastest routes and then start our journey. Thomas was looking for the same kind of information. However, Jesus makes it clear that they or we won't know the defined way we are supposed to travel in life. We are instead tasked with simply knowing and trusting in Jesus daily and walking in faith that He is the way. When we abide in Him, we will not know a defined course, but we can rest in the comfort of faith, that He will lead us exactly where we need to go as we walk in Him. This leads to the second meaning. In John chapter 10, Jesus compared himself to a good shepherd. When he has brought out all of his own, he gets on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is comparing himself A shepherd and us, his sheep. Sheep don't choose their own path to safety and protection but rely on the shepherd to guard and care for them. To be safe, we have to trust the shepherd and not wander off on our own adventures and trying to find out our own way. That will lead us to danger and pain. But when we follow Jesus, he leads us to exactly where we need to be. Finally, He is making clear that He is the way to the Father and by extension to heaven. He says that He goes to prepare a place for us and this suggests that after we have completed the journey of this life, we will find ourselves in the place of rest where the Father is. I am the truth. What is truth? And how can we know truth? After Jesus had been arrested, he found himself standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea. He had been accused of blasphemy, of stirring up the people to revolution, and and it was rumored he called himself a king. When Pilate spoke to Jesus, he found no evidence of any crime worthy of death, but was fascinated by his talk of the kingdom that was not of this world. Pushing back on the idea of whether this lowly carpenter from Galilee truly considered himself to be some kind of king, Jesus replies, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate responds comes in the form of a question the same question that humanity has been asking for centuries the same response to jesus that keeps so many from faith pilate said to him what is truth jesus answered this question john 14 with the disciples when he tells them i am the truth jesus can testify to the truth and teach the truth because he himself is that truth. In Jesus, there is nothing false, nothing misleading, and nothing fake or uncertain. Each of us can know truth, but none of us can claim to actually be truth. There are too many things we don't know, and too many things we get wrong throughout our lives. Yet Jesus claims to be the truth, and in doing so, claims to be one with God. The words of John 1.1 In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God is the one sentence where John is proclaiming Jesus as the Word which would have suggested that He is the beginning and culminating to all that has been true throughout eternity and that to seek truth ultimately leads to seek Him. When we seek to figure out what is the truth and what is a lie, we can, measure against, we can measure it against the words of Jesus, who himself is the truth. I am the way. This saying also draws us back to this verse in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, 11, 14, and 15. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Here, Jesus is not only painting a picture of how he defends and leads his sheep, but also foreshadowing his death on the cross. But if this is true, why do Christians still struggle in life? Why do we still endure pain and heartache? Because this life is not the point. This life on earth is not the ultimate goal. It is a mere drop in the ocean of eternity and serves as a starting block on the marathon that leads us to our goal of eternal life. We can slow it down or we can spend time, money and energy working to fight against it but we can't stop it from marching forward. The scripture speaks often of the life to come after our life on this earth. And as we follow the voice of our shepherd, we can grasp what the eternal life is in the here and now. We can choose to live life in such a way that we are not chasing things that don't last, but chasing things that do last and have eternal significance. This life that Jesus offers is the eternal life that impacts not only us, but for untold others around us. When Jesus refers to himself as the way, the truth, and the life, he is giving us a better way to live our lives through him. He is showing us that through following him daily in faith, trusting his word, he will lead us to a better, richer, more meaningful life than we could ever find on our own. We may have questions like, When did Jesus say, I am? In John eight fifty eight, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, Before Abraham was even born, I am. Why did God call himself, I am? When the people of Israel were enslaved in Egypt, they cried out to God for deliverance. Then God answered their prayer, using the expression, I am who I am, Exodus 3.14, to introduce himself as their deliverer. Indeed, the Hebrews were existing in an unpleasant or unwanted situation, under the whips of their oppressors, the Egyptians. They did not need to know simply that God exists. They needed to know that he was present with them. So that is what God announced to Moses and memorialized in his name Yahweh. The meaning of God's name at the burning bush. God explained the meaning of his name Yahweh while commissioning Moses at the burning bush. He instructed the prophet Moses to say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Say to Say this to the people of Israel. The Lord Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. In the name Yahweh, God made himself known as a present being, present with and for his people. And wherever God's presence is called on in prayer, We are certain of his attention, his care, his power, and his grace to be there. God sent Moses to the people in Egypt with that marvelous announcement. And the subsequent Exodus events would be an object lesson for all generations that God is Yahweh, present with his people in all their sufferings. God has many titles in scripture, such as Father, Almighty, King, and Savior. Each of his titles reveals another of his many roles. But Yahweh is more than a title. Its meaning is clearly important for our understanding of the God of the Bible. It shows us not simply that God exists, but also that he is near to his people in love. There are many encouraging stories in the Bible about trusting God in difficult times. Every generation from the Garden of Eden until now have had events and situations where people had to choose to trust God in difficult times. But the best stories are the experiences that we have come through with God's help. One of my favorite stories in the Bible about trusting God is the story of Joshua. This story is relatable because God had to remind him so many times to be strong and courageous which makes me believe that Joshua struggled with courage and probably trust as well. Do you struggle with this too? Sometimes when I need to be strong and courageous, fear sets in and this story reminds me of God's strength. When Caleb and Joshua spied out the land of Canaan and came back with a report that was filled with trust in God, while the other spies had doubt and fear, It was through God's strength that Joshua was able to lead the children of Israel into the promised land that God had promised. They defeated the enemies, conquered battles, and stayed true to God. You can read many more stories on Joshua in the books of Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and in Joshua from God's Word, the Bible. Read all about the victories of ordinary people in the Bible. And how they trusted God for everything. Don't ever think for a moment that you are in a losing battle, that all is lost. Let go of all your struggles and difficulties and let God handle it. Apply this phrase, let go and let God, be the slogan of the day as we face our difficulties along the way. Be encouraged to know and believe the words of Jesus when he said, I am the way the truth, and the life. Be inspired and let peace fill your hearts as you listen to these two short poems in closing. Let Go and Let God by Laurette P. Byrne As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. But then instead of leaving him in peace to work alone, I hung around and tried to help with ways that were my own. At last, I snatched them back and cried. How can you be so slow? My child, he said. What could I do? You never did let it go. The other poem is by Doreen Peterson Potter. Life is much richer since I know you. What a marvelous God I serve. You give us much more than we deserve. You are with us every night and day. Let go and let God have His way. He is aware of all hardships we face. God knows also the outcome of race. Give your problems to Him as you pray. Life is hard, but in Him we can be strong. Put on the armor of God every day. Hand him your cares as you pray. Ask him for deliverance all the way. Seek him and you will find. God is everywhere in sight. So hang on to him with all your might and just believe in your heart and mind. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus and what he can do in our lives. Please help us to follow in his footsteps as He is the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless and have a bright and wonderful day.
1: With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us
0: Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard Pune, four one one zero three seven Maharashtra India
1: And you can email us at Helen Riches at Gmail dot com Helen Riches at Gmail dot com H. gmail.com
0: you can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers Center of digital evangelism cde zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight
1: nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches at gmail dot com H E L E n-r-i-c-h-e-s-v at gmail.com
0: We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org This is David
1: And I am Madhuri signing off at AWR
0: Do join us again along with your family and friends.
1: Till then, we wish you
0: goodbye goodbye and and God bless.
1: bless.